0: The girl next door, Tammy Sitch, would find the love of professional wrestling at the age of 18, where she would go to a local indie show and meet the love of her life, Chris Candido. The two would be on a fast track to stardom, working their way up from the independent scene all the way up to the WWF. Was the fame too much for the couples? Who was Sonny? Sonny? who was Tammy Sitch
1: I mean Tammy and uh, they were Chris he was uh, they were like that starting off and pretty sure it was love at first sight at that show that Tammy saw Chris in the ring and uh, it was young love and they went everywhere together so and that includes independent shows and uh, small promotions so they blew up. And what happened? I
0: don't know. Sunny and Chris would rise up through the ranks in the WWF. Sunny would become one of the biggest sex symbols in the Attitude Era. Was this the reason for her downfall? The most downloaded, beautiful diva of the 1990s goes from the girl next door to a modern Marilyn Monroe Cheating, sex scandals, drugs, alcohol. What
2: was the downfall of Sonny? Wow, well, the downfall of Sonny. Oh, that's interesting. I think there's a number of things that contributed to the downfall of Sonny. Um, you know, uh, you think about her relationship with Shawn Michaels, which is pretty frowned upon backstage. Uh, and everybody knew what was going on with her and uh... Shawn Michaels even Chris uh... I mean think about it you know you know what could he do really he could you know he could turn around and beat up the golden boy of the company and lose his job or he can just suck it up and you know cash his checks you know know, what would you do in that situation that's that's the question uh... another thing that I think contributed a lot to her downfall was of course Uh, Her drug use, her alcohol intake, uh, which led to where she is today, which led her where she is today. I mean, you can only have so many bites of the apple until there's no more apple left. I think she's finally reached her last bite at the apple. Uh, And I mean, another another thing that I think was a huge nail in her coffin was the arrival of Sable. Uh, I think once Sable came through, she was kind of obsolete. You know, she went from being the most downloaded woman on the internet to being, you know, kind of, uh, you know, obsolete. You know, whenever Vince McMahon brought in Sable, and that pretty much changed up everything. I mean, and it was, you know, her and Sable notoriously didn't like each other. Uh, she was a bit jealous of Sable, I think. I mean, because look at it. You nice know, to show you a new toy.
0: On a cold November night in the year 2022, Sunny would slam into the back of a parked car, killing a man inside. Sonny would then be arrested with a DWI and having three times the legal limit of alcohol on her breath.
3: So did I expect, uh, was it shocking when I found out that, uh, Sonny did this crime? Uh, I'm going to go out of limb and say no, I did not think it was shocking. Uh, she'd had a few arrests prior to this one in 2022. Uh, I didn't think it was uh, shocking when I found out about her DUI and she killed the guy. It was the older guy she killed uh, when she hit him. Uh, And then that's where we're at today. Uh, I guess we're going to be leading that to this episode.
0: From sex addiction to alcohol to a DWI, join us tonight as we do our first of our five-part series inspired by Vice's Dark Side of the Ring. This is the dark side of the All elite zone podcast, the cost of fame. It's all about sunny. Welcome everybody to talking elite. We are hope you guys are ready for episode one of dark side of the All elite zone. Uh, before I introduce you to my wonderful panel, everybody, please give Connor some love down in the comment section below. Uh, he's one that edited that beautiful video package. Uh, Some of the guys from the All Lead Zone, and of course, make sure you guys praise me down there as well, because I did my inner Chris Jericho and did my best to portray the narrator. So thank you guys so much for coming out. Hope you guys are ready to talk all about Sonny. Tonight, I am joined by the Bearded Wonder. He is everybody's favorite ex-Florida man. He is the Tennessee Wonder. Please welcome Adam to the show.
1: Hello, thank you. Yes, very excited to get this series started. Uh, since I'm a huge fan of Dark Side of the Ring, so well, if it wasn't for Adam, this series wouldn't be possible. He's
0: the one that came up with the idea. So, thank you, Adam. You know, this is going to be one of the best podcast series that we we do.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm. It's it's crazy to think that I, I the concept just came to me, and you know, it wasn't as much as trying to plagiarize the show, but just talk more in depth about behind the scenes of pro wrestling especially the darker times um because there's only so much a tv show can can talk about and even show that most of us fans don't get to talk or you know kind of see
0: yeah i'm excited man thank like i said i'm a huge fan myself of dark side of the ring and i think a lot of our viewers are as well so it's gonna be a great show tonight next i am joined by the future bullet club leader he is mike everybody's favorite mike how you doing brother
4: Doing pretty good. How's everyone doing
0: tonight? It's good to see you, brother. I'm doing well. Hell yeah. What Do you have a favorite Dark Side of the Ring episode before we start going?
4: You know, there was a while of watching the first season, and then we got rid of cable, and I didn't have any streaming mm-hmm. stuff. So one of them, the more recent ones I just watched, I really enjoyed was The Junkier Dog.
2: Mm-hmm. I thought
4: that was a very interesting episode that they did, and no one really would have known. I didn't honestly like, you know, growing up, I never knew how he died until they explained it, the car crash. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, it was very interesting. And of course, you know, playing, playing ride right to hell. But I think out of the past seasons, my favorite is Collision in Korea.
0: Yes, that one's a great one, too.
4: Yeah. I like Collision in Korea. Playing ride from hell
0: was great. So awesome, man. I'm glad that you're able to be a part of this. Uh, thanks yeah. for coming on. And finally, we have everybody's favorite AEW fan guy. He is the producer, the man behind the All Elite Zone podcast. Please welcome everybody's favorite host, Connor.
2: Uh,
3: how's it going, everyone? Uh, this is really uh, an exciting episode. Uh, the person we're talking about is pretty, uh, or was exciting, I guess, once upon a time. But uh, we'll get into why she's not excited anymore
0: yeah it's it's crazy to see how really the girl next door one of the biggest wrestling fans
3: oh, literally well. I do the want business to, uh, destroyed her I do want to mention uh there will be a was the video package blurry any that you guys saw
0: it was a little little uh, blurry here and there
3: spots there will be a better cut uh uploaded to the channel as a separate video uh I'm not a very bad Wi-Fi spot right now, but uh, there there will be a, a better uh, version uploaded to the channel after this is uh, concluded. So,
0: well, awesome, man! Uh, hey, it turned out really good, though. Like, so, thank you for doing that. Um, we're gonna do it for all five episodes, so it's gonna be a lot of fun, guys. So, sit back, relax. If you guys got a cold one? Crack it open. Let's talk all about Sunny. So, before we get started, I do have my first fun fact for you guys. And I dropped it last night in the watch long. If you guys uh, were watching, but I didn't know this, but Sunny did uh, pictures for some of the independent shows in our area, and she actually had them show up in some magazines.
1: Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of remember hearing about that. And actually, she was um, taking photos uh, during um, some of Chris's earlier pro wrestling stuff. Um, She was always ringside, either, you know, supporting him or basically taking photos. But I kind of knew she had a photography kind of background.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how, you know, a girl in high school would find what we thought was the love of her life, you know, at a wrestling show and then drop out of college to uh, go work for Jim Cornette.
1: Yeah, no, uh, they uh, yeah, they met very young. Uh, I think it was while Chris was still finishing up high school um, uh, and he was doing the pro wrestling at 18, um, but he was doing, I I guess, um, while he was doing all his uh, high school stuff on top of the wrestling stuff, Tammy was at a show and kind of just fell in love with him after seeing him in the ring. Um, And they started dating literally his last year of high school and, you know, just kind of took off from there.
0: Were they, do they ever get married or are they just dating forever?
1: Um, I, I, I believe they were, I think they were, they were in a domestic union. I don't know if they got married, but they were were together. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were together pretty much all the way up until Chris's passing. Um, even with all the, Craziness we're about to talk about, like they they were together the whole time, you know. Even though Chris knew everything going on, he's still stuck by her. So,
0: yeah, you know, I'm just amazed at both of them. If you think about it, both of them were such naturals to the industry. Sonny was a natural manager, and then Chris just picked up on wrestling like like he was blinking.
1: Yeah, no, he um he him and a buddy actually. Uh, got into it in independent scenes uh, in New Jersey, where uh, Chris is from. Uh, and basically, uh, they they started training in, in New Jersey. Um, for many people who don't know, uh, he was trained by Larry Sharp, who's a pro wrestling guy out in the East Coast. So basically the New Jersey area. Um, that's pretty much where Chris was trained. Um, him and his buddy. Um, let me see if I can find the name of the place here. Uh, yeah, Larry Sharp's Monster Factory in New Jersey. Uh, so that's that's where uh, that's where he got his start in '86. Uh, so you got to think back in '86. You know, that's where kind of where WWF was kind of growing. They were, you know, they just had their third annual. They probably had their third annual WrestleMania. WrestleMania three. Um, so. That that's when you know more of these smaller, independent wrestling things kind of started coming up, and everything like that. So,
0: no, you're it's it's crazy to see that, like just the transition, you know, especially with Jim Cornette. I feel like you know we talk a lot of bad, you know, talk a lot of negative about Jim Cornette nowadays, but you know, Jim Cornette was really the first person that saw something in Sonny, and really gave her and Chris you know their big break, even on Dark Side of the Ring. You know, he gave Sonny and Chris a lot of praise, but it was one of the most heartbreaking things that he ever seen in professional wrestling.
4: Jim Cornette also, um, on his podcast, he was talking about, you know, when they came down to Smoky Mountain, uh, that he, at the time, didn't have the budget to sign both of them as a performer. So he actually signed Sonny up as, he's like, hey, how about you, you know, go in as a manager could actually get both of you guys in and that's how it started and then they just took off with uh it was his tag partner um brian lee i think
0: yeah i think it was brian lee yeah and then partner. they just
4: took off in smoky mountain
0: yeah crazy and then you know fast forward you know he they would make their wwf debut and i can't remember what their tag team name was but um he would, him and Sonny would do a fitness gimmick with zip and they looked like it was one of
1: stereoty- it was skip. It was skip oh, was his oh, name. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Skip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Skip and zip. Yeah. Skip
0: and zip. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> they're the stereotypical, <laughs> you know, 1980s, you know, body lifting it.
1: The do early
4: nineties was a rough time.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, well, actually it wasn't, zip. it was just Sonny because that's where the Sonny name came from. Yeah. Um, because when she was, when they were in, um, in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, her character was kind of this like model after like Hillary Clinton, like this, like <laughs> yes. high elitist that was like, mm-hmm, I am better. And all of you are dirty and all this, like that was her character. You know her character was talking down to people at every show, so Sonny knew how to portray that character. So when they got to the WWF, I mean, obviously, when they got there, it was all character driven, and Vince McMahon had introduced all these wacky kind of characters. You had like, characteristic, like characters like Doink the Clown and Papa Shango, and all these different characters. I mean, this was '95, so you had you know Ultimate War. You had all these all these characters. And here comes Sonny and, and and or t- Tammy and Chris, and Vince goes, you know what? You're bodybuilder, you're your gurus, your fitness gurus, let's do it. Like, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it. It's just crazy to see like
0: one of the best wrestlers, one of the most I think talked about ECW icons, aside from Sam Man and Dreamer, Don a fitness gimmick. <laughs> And just be very over the top. It's great. It's the evolution of Chris alone is just fantastic. And then Sunny, of course, like going from that to everybody's like probably everybody had a poster on her wallet, their you know, their wallet at some point. You know, back when you know Adam bought his first computer, you know, he probably waited two hours just to download a picture of Sunny in a bikini. <laughs>
1: Oh man, dude, I tell you, I you know what? Sunny was one of my I mean, she redefined what the term Diva was back in that day. But a lot of people don't know this, but she was also trained to wrestle too, just in case. Um yeah. and she was actually trained by Chris, by actually Jim Cornette, and a lot of people don't know this by Kevin Sullivan as well. Oh, I um, forgot she was trained by Sullivan. Yeah, she was trained by all by Kevin Sullivan. So she had three strong wrestling pro wrestling minded people training her. You know, as much grief as I give Jim Cornette, he does give Chris Candido praise, and I enjoyed Chris Candido in the in his early days. I really feel he really shined like in, in the independent stuff, um, and then he came through in WWE, and he kind of took like a backseat to Sonny, you know. So, but I give Jim a lot of credit for praising people that deserve the praise. So that's that's where I kind of keep my my positivity towards Jim Cornette for the other part, I can give or take if I listen to Jim Cornette a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: You know, I think also too, you know, now it's time for this, my second fun fact that I said in our intro, Sonny became the most downloaded woman, not just in WWE, but on the internet at the time in 1996,
2: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: everybody wanted a taste of Sonny. What's up? To say, playboy
3: magazine
0: playboy magazine and that wasn't the first time she did some scandalous content too <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait dude i'm so excited to get to that part of the episode because <laughs> I, th- I don't think Kai hey, knows might. about the oh think?
3: i think i know what you're at. i think i know <laughs> what you're at. yeah i've uh, there's a lot about Sunny that some people may or may not know about sonny <laughs> Yeah, she was especially
0: towards like the last what twenty years. She's been kind of a little loose cannon more than Brian Pillman. Um, well, yeah, opinion. no.
3: Oh,
0: go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good.
1: Good. Good. Oh no, I was just gonna say. I think it started way before the last twenty years. I, I think it started when she finally got her first like big paycheck from WWF. Like she. Really tr- showed her true side, you know, even while being with Chris. You know what I mean? So, um, so I think it it really showed even before then. Yeah,
3: that was I'm the just curious. To give her a- it. Yeah,
0: it's 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 sad to give her that much money, and then of course, look at all the people she had backstage. You know, look how many of them were addicted to the same substances that she has not been able to get rid of to this day. Um, Mike, do you have any great moments that you like from Sonny and Chris during you know, their first run in
4: WWE? So when they were the body donnas, I don't remember much because I was pretty young, even though I was like 95, 90, you know, 94, 95, stuff like that. But I have a little more of like when she came back with uh, the Road Warriors as LOD 2000. That's when I started knowing who Sonny was. Even though it was a short stint, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, before she went to ECW and stuff.
0: You know, she did manage a few of her teams, though, too. I um, know, of course, LOD. Um, she managed the Smoking Guns.
4: That's right. I forgot about that. Looking back in history, that's right. Bart and Billy.
1: Yep. Uh, well, you also got members. She wasn't just team. She also managed Farouk for a while. too. Oh, yeah. Back, she, back in the oh, day.
0: Farouk. So. Forgot she managed for rook Man, she was like the Paul Heyman of, uh, you know, the Paul Heyman of the 1990s before Paul Heyman became the advocate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and unfortunately, the, the sad part is that time frame. You know, her and Chris, unfortunately, both got hooked on narcotics and drinking and some other stuff. And then that would also lead her into having her first affair of possible many. She would have an affair with the heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels.
1: Yeah, no, I remember <laughs> hearing about that, and I'm like, hey, the the heartbreak kid, Sharon Michaels, uh, having affairs. That's why some of these callbacks, like later in Sean's life, when people are like. I can't remember who it was, but there was a promo against Sean and someone mentioned, like, you were living the sunny side of life, like, back in the 90s, like, and I'm like, oh, like, I caught on to it. As a kid, I didn't really understand it. But later as an adult, when you hear the callback, you're like, oh, that makes sense now. Okay, I understand that now. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's basically the gist of, Hey, you want to rise in this company or in this industry? Who who do you align yourself with? And it's the big name on top, which was Shawn Michaels, who was the Intercontinental t- Champion at the time. So, so
0: she really thought he was a sexy boy.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't the wasn't <laughs> that part hope, of a yeah. rumor too? Is how when Sonny was like sleeping with Shawn, that there was a rumor that she was also sleeping with Brett, but she left for Shawn, and that's like one of the hundreds of things why they didn't want to work together Is there yeah no that that sunny? was
1: that was called the sunny days promo um <laughs> because they started accusing of each other and that actually led to real life like heat between sean and brett like in real life was that kind of promo um, right i believe that was 97 i think was an episode of raws and that was going right
4: out. right before um, he left
1: yeah that was right before the whole um debacle of the frickin', um Montreal screw job, you know, so but um, yeah, no, there was real animosity between Brett and Sean because of that because they started accusing one another of infidelity with with Tammy, um all because like Brett was married, like <laughs> I don't think Sean at the time was married. So it's like, how could you blame a married guy for having an affair with Tammy, but you're single, like, and you're invading a a couple's, like, thing. Like, you're stealing from another guy behind his back.
0: Also, I heard rumors that Chris was okay with it. Um, Yeah. But do you think it was
1: just because he didn't want to lose her? I... Yeah, I think that we talk about like everybody who has their addiction, especially back in the days like especially after the steroid trial and then the other addictions happen with the pro wrestlers. Um I mean love and love and sex. I mean that's an addiction for a lot of people, you know? And I think it was it was Chris's obsession. He's like I didn't want it, because Chris felt like he's been with her so long that you Know it's like I understand she's doing it, but I can't break her. Also, probably because they were both under the influence of a lot of drugs, um, so they kind of just you know ignored it. Um, which is weird because it's funny we bring up Jim Cornette <laughs> because I, we should do a podcast on him too. I, I'd love because it's I'm split on him, but the rumor back then too was Jim Cornette led a lot of the wrestlers at his wife as well, and he watched. So I, I kind of compare it to that where Chris is like, he knew Tammy was cheating on him, but he didn't do anything because he felt at the end of the day, she's still coming home with me, blah, blah, blah. so
0: That's sad. Like, I, I don't judge anybody's relationship, and you do you, but I don't think I could handle that. You know, even if it was a chance to get me a bigger spot on the card, like I don't think I can handle seeing the girl that I basically was a high school sweetheart with, like grew, you know, basically grew into, as a professional wrestler with, sleep around with my coworkers. I don't, I don't think I can handle that.
1: <laughs> I mean, that was that was just the norm
3: back. You the day. know what you know. Like do you know what they call what was... people like that and in in, in in wrestling? <sighs> what like that. That basically sleep around and stuff. Ring rats. Ring rats. Fair <laughs> enough. I don't think Sunny was a ring yeah, rat. That, that I'd that say was, she's more of a ring firm. <laughs> Well, well, no. I'm saying like some people actually they're like they're fans trying to get in the wrestling business, and they're just I don't know. It, it's uh, it's uh, definitely uh, something that, uh, back then. That was probably, like, like I, I I didn't know that, but I'm just saying that Jim Cornette would, would just watch.
1: I mean, that was just the rumor. I don't know if it's true, but the rumor was that, was that Jim Cornette basically passed his wife around. I don't know if it's true. That's just what I heard. Um, and if, Jim, if you're hearing this, please come clear with it. I'd love to hear the true story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I, I do like you, man. I mean, I loved you when you had the tennis racket and you'd beat people up with it. So if Jim watches this, I'd like to know the the story and history with Jim Cornette, you know, because I just remember him as a wrestling personality. Just like I remember, you know, Tammy as Sonny or Chris Candido as the wrestler. You're like, you know, all this stuff that comes out of backstage stuff and, and rumors and all this stuff that end up being true or, you know, other personalities saw it behind, behind closed doors. It's like. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to know the truth, you know, and it's very hard to, you know, especially with what's going on, you know, with her and Crispy and Gaunt. So it's like, you never know.
0: For sure, and especially with Sunny too, because think about it, she wasn't able to be part of Dark Side of the Ring because of her her legal counsel. You know, they don't want to make make a, a worse case for her. You
1: know? Yeah, which was sad because she, it, it seemed like after Chris passed, she was trying to turn her life around because read somewhere in 2007, she was trying to go back to school for medical technology. So she was trying to do something, you know, once once wrestling kind of fizzled out for her. But, um, you know, she um, you know, and, and according to her, she claimed she had a, a nine-month relationship with Shawn Michaels. Uh, so, in during that time. And the fact that Chris just kind of swept it under the rug. I don't know. It just, like it says, I I think he knew, but he just didn't want to admit to it.
0: Very sad. (laughs) Very sad for sure. Well,
1: Chris would uh, surely.
3: Oh, I was going to ask when did Chris Candino die? 2005.
0: From for any of
1: those I, I don't know i know because we're mostly focused on sunny but uh, for for people that don't know about the chris candido uh he was pretty much diagnosed with um something in like his like in his it was he, it, he, he had pneumonia pneumonia yeah. but he was brought on by surgery cuz he had surgery after he broke his leg he was wrestling yeah. a match in tna and he got his foot caught on the cameraman inside the the six sided cage which they used to do back in the day which i'm glad they got rid of and it's just a normal cage now um, but back then he got his foot cut off with the, by the cut up or caught mm-hmm. up with the camera guy and it broke um, so he had emergency surgery which sucked because he he was back in the ring he was in better shape he was clearing things up he was getting back in the industry he was it was already clean you know, He's cleaned up, you know, he wasn't doing drugs anymore and he was, he was setting a right path, you know. Um, And unfortunately, according to the episode of Dark Side of the Ring, uh, according to some people that thinks why it happened was he broke his leg, had the surgery and he flew out like a day after the surgery, even though they told him not to because the high altitudes can mess with the blood. In a surgery, like a surgery performance, can you shouldn't travel for a few for for a while, but he did the next day to appear at TNA, and it just the um, blood clot actually crawled up from his his surgery on his leg and caused an pneumonia and he died from it. So
0: very sad for sure, and we'll talk about yeah. it more because before that, Sonny and Chris actually were both clean. It wasn't until Sonny, until Chris's death, Sonny went back on the the wrong track again. So it's it's very sad for sure. Um, But after you know, after a little stunt in WWE, Chris would be the first person to leave, and Sonny would stay around until 1998, when she'd be let go because she refused to go to rehab.
1: Yeah, no, um, I mean W. give as much hate as you want to vince and to everybody in wwe back wwf where they let a lot of things slide but the one thing they they tried to do their best at minus the whole 1999 over the over uh over the edge incident with owen was um the health of wrestlers and the well-being of wrestlers especially those that had drug problems um That, you know, even nowadays you see pro wrestlers suspended because of, you know, the drug policy. Um, I honestly think that policy came about because of all the incidents that WWF had back in the 90s. Um, On top of that, of the plane ride from hell with all the drug use on the plane and the drinking and all that stuff. That's where that started, too. Um, But, you know, someone like Sonny, who really needed it because according to some stories of how wild she would get while on drugs, um, just, just was amazing. And the fact that she was offered it and said, no, um, it's very, and I hate to bring them up cause it's, it's not similar, but it's, you know, an incident kind of like it is, you know, like Jeff Hardy, you know, uh, in TNA when he had his, his problems and he kind of ignored it. And we had the, the whole debacle of him and Sting, at that you know whatever that pay-per-view was I keep forgetting what it was um and, and and he still refused to go so they suspended him you know I think I think the options are there and especially if these people value their lives they take it Tammy though back then just she didn't care
0: yeah that's sad but she would then make her way to ECW 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 And Paul Heyman, like from what I was reading, Paul Heyman would bring her on as magic for Chris, but then also she was a backstage producer. I had no idea that she was helping produce ECW back in the day.
4: That's news to me. Yeah, no,
1: that's (laughs) when... I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah, Chris Chris went over there too. Chris Candido went over there. Uh... But um, yeah, she, she helped a little bit of backstage. Uh, And, and actually it was great because Candido and Stitch feuded with Lance Storm and Don Marie, but Don Marie was introduced to uh, his own valet uh, was a parody of her called Tammy Lynn bitch. It was spelled spelled B Y uh, T C H. And uh, so they feuded with that, and uh, uh, Chris actually beat Lance Storm in a match, and they feuded, but within the year, uh, because of more drug use, they were suspended. They weren't suspended, but they were taken off TV again uh, because of their drug addiction.
0: And it's sad, because uh, during that time frame, too, she had her first arrest, too, and... She broke her restraining order and went to her mom's house and got arrested. And then she posted bail the next day. And then Yeah.
1: Good. Yeah, no, she, I'm I'm sure there was a lot. Um hell, I think even during one part of the 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 one episode that they did on Chris and, and Tammy, or maybe not even, it was just they 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 were just talking about like um They were in the car, and one guy's like looked at Chris and said, "Dude, you've got to get rid of her. Like she's just bringing you down, and she's got an issue. Like she's crazy, and she's accusing me of stuff that is not true. And she's acting up in the back seat. And I think the police was actually the police were actually called to it, and they they were both, you know, asked if they wanted to press charges. And I guess it just went, no, no, we're good. So." And that was, like, the start of, like, all the legal problems.
0: Yeah. what's well, you guys want to talk about her infamous interview and bikini video package that she did for ECW?
4: <laughs> I remember sure. when she did the photo shoot.
0: <laughs> so, so Paul Heyman is a genius, right? Paul Heyman comes up with this great idea right after she got back from being suspended. She then... Would do the talk about real things on ECW, and then they would show throughout the whole like interview pictures of her in scandalous outfits and bikinis. Well, that was, that, just w- me. That, was ECW. <laughs> that
3: was ECW, that was ECW, and uh, that sums it up right in now. That time, uh, I guess besides uh, Dawn Marie, are you? It was Dawn Marie and um, Francine. Like, they were the main two, uh, that yeah. the yeah. sex symbol to yeah. C W. Yeah, the, yeah, they were, but, yeah. Uh, Sonny Sonny coming in, She's she was basically like that in WWE, so she would fit that hold, I guess, so fit that kind of role. Yeah.
1: Well, it's always that whole, like, who's the next big bombshell we can get that the audience would look at because they're gorgeous. And, you know, first it was, it, it, it was Sable overtaking Sunny because Sunny had lost all that, you know, aura about her, especially with her drug use and then they're released. And then she comes to ECW and thinks she's the next next big thing female wise in ECW. And I think that kind of just like, and I'm sure she walked backstage now, again, I'm just, assuming again probably shouldn't do it but still um I'm, I'm 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 sure the women that were there you know you had francine you had donna marie uh i think you still had Beulah. i think was still there um i'm trying to remember other uh kimona wanalea uh that was her name by the way that's is a great name wasn't for medusa still for there too i can't remember if she was she might have been with wcw at that time um, so, but those were the women that were there, you know, the sex symbols in ECW. and then here comes Sunny, you know, now I'm sure she was backstage in the locker room saying I'm, I'm Sunny. I'm a big deal. Y'all can just stand back from me because my presence is here. like, I feel like that would have been her attitude, you know, um, from stories that I, that you hear from professional wrestlers and, and bookers and people that are in the industry that she had this attitude that she was all high and mighty and she was on a lot of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man.
0: (laughs) She literally was sex drugs and rock and roll. Wasn't she? Mm -hmm. Well, Chris would then him and, you know, Sonny Tammy would go over to WCW for a cup of coffee. I really don't remember them much in WCW guys. I don't remember. I didn't even know she was in WCW. Now it was like a brief stint, I don't think it was like it was like less than I think two months. Adam, do you remember how long they were in WCW for?
1: Um, they debuted in 2000. Um, well, Chris debuted first, and then Tammy debuted a month after him. Um, and they had a couple of feuds, uh, and 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 Chris actually won the Cruiserweight Championship in WCW. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, that was his. That was that. That was his only title in WCW was the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, and um, he, uh, they, they lost. He lost it again. He dropped the title. Um, and once he lost the title, they were they were dropped from the company again because of their, because their. Their drug use and their legal stuff. So, um, so again, that's. But again, I don't know if it was all Chris. I think it was mostly all Sunny people yeah. worried about, it. and because she, Chris is associated with, you know, Tammy, and then if she's going, you got to go too. Sorry, that's just how it is, you know. So,
0: and it's crazy because like, so I watched a, I watched another documentary on her today. She cursed out Eric Bischoff. Because Eric Bischoff lost her drug test that was supposed to be negative. Uh,
1: between both of those people, I don't know who to believe at all. I mean, <laughs>
4: <Good point. laughs> I kind of I mean... remember hearing that story before that she yelled at Bischoff. I didn't know it was for a drug test. <laughs> as, yeah. as
1: a side, as a side question, Mike, what's your what's your take on Eric Bischoff while we're talking about him?
4: God. Uh, that's So what he did in 95 <laughs> was smart. It was good. Um him going behind the scenes uh after that and really watering down the nwo and then letting everyone really backing up everyone especially Hogan with this creative control clause uh was bad for business. It was really bad for business. And I thought You know, it's. I'm not saying it's Russo. It's not him. It's not Hogan. That tanked WCW. It was a collective of all of them and their decisions. He was, he was at a bright mind at the right place at the right time because what was WWF doing back in '95? Manitar, Doink the Clown. You know, (laughs) the Body Donnas, like we're talking about. You know, they had the gimmicks. And what happened when Bischoff really was taking control, he brought in realism with the NWO. He did the takeover angle. Smart. Awesome. I praise the guy for that. Then later, 98 to 2001, to the final days of WCW, it's like, what are you doing? You you approved the new blood angle. You approved Russo to go in. You guys butted heads. You guys couldn't get on the same page. So it's, it's a 50-50. I loved him as general manager of Raw. When he showed up, I was shocked.
1: Yeah, and the reason but, I ask is because I'm I'm assuming you saw the episode of Dark Side with Bash at the Beach 2000.
4: Yes. So part, I, I saw the YouTube edited version. So yeah. So part sure of it. Go ahead. That that's why I ask is uh, that,
1: that's why I asked about Bischoff because between Tammy's. Uh, assumption that Bischoff lost the form that said she was tested negative for drugs and Eric Bischoff saying, no, you tested positive, you're fired. You really don't know who to believe because one's a drug addict and one's a master manipulator, (coughs) money grubbing executive guy who just wants money and to beat his rival, which honestly fine. That's fine. But, When you Russo and Hogan both kill a company, you you can't all of a sudden push, you lose credibility for anything you say, but the same can go for Tammy because Tammy has been suspended, has been in trouble with the law because of her drug use. So when you say a head of a company lost my paperwork, I think you did it on purpose. That's why I was like, go. You've lost credibility because it's not your first time being let go of a wrestling company because of your drug addiction. Um, ECW let you go because of your drug addiction. WWF let you go because of your drug addiction because you wouldn't go to rehab. So it's kind of like between those two figureheads, kind of like those two people like butting heads about it. I think it's ridiculous. They're both at fault. You know, I I think
4: they're both at fault. I think I would side with Bischoff on this because this is around the time he was actually off air and he was more backstage dealing with things, and and like you just mentioned, in perfect example, you know, this is before the whole bash at the beach happened or the, the fall of WCW completely till the, the nail in the coffin, but she's coming in with all these prior convictions, like you said. So I have to cite that I think you tested positive for drugs We're letting you go, and she's just going to mouth off about it because she, at the end of the day, she was always sunny. She was Tammy Lynn Sitz. She could you can't do that to me. I'm I'm Tammy. That's how her mentality was. So I, I have to side with Bischoff on it. Even though he it's fifty fifty. I have to side with him on it.
0: And then, you know, they would both go to the independent scene in Japan. They wrestled there for a little bit and then they would actually start getting sober. There was actually a time where Sonny and Chris, before Chris passed away, uh, they were both sober. Um, but unfortunately in 2005, you know, when Chris was with TNA Impact Wrestling, um, Chris would unfortunately die from a compilation due to his leg surgery. And I think that's really where Sonny's you know, her start of her second part of her downfall. I feel like if it wasn't for Chris dying, I think she would have been clean.
1: Yeah, I think, um... Another it, 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 a thing with that was after Chris passed, Sonny kind of faded because it was Chris that basically got her into the pro wrestling stuff. And I think with him gone, it, it, her, her path kind of like dwindled. And, you know, you see all these wrestlers from the past showing up at Hall of Fame ceremonies and shows and doing all these signings. I, I don't think Tammy was that kind of person after, um, you know, after Chris passed. Um, and you know, she was doing all these shows. They did a, you know, uh, Chris Candido memorial show at, at, a, at a wrestling place. Uh, then, uh, she was part of a hardcore homecoming. Um, I think that was TNA that did that. Um, ex- you know, ECW did, uh, ECW did an extreme, uh, a hardcore homecoming in 2005. And, um, they paid tribute to wrestlers that passed and I'm pretty sure they paid tribute to, you know, Chris. Uh, Um, I think with that, I think with Tammy doing all this independent stuff, she kind of just lost her way and just kind of fell back into her old habit of drug use.
0: You know, I feel like she was masking it well because from about 2005 to 2011, she, it seemed like she, at least on the presence of the WWE and, what we were seeing on TV in the independent scene, uh, she made. She was on the uh, Raw anniversary show. She did a she did um, a gimmick match on there, and then she would do it at WrestleMania twenty five. She was in the female battle royale. It was like was it was that battle royale? I can't remember. Was that battle royale? Was that Legends or like a female? Was it like Legends or was that?
1: I think I Miss mean, and-
4: uh, WrestleMania.
1: Oh, is that where Yeah, it was the it was the twenty five it was the twenty five diva battle royal. Is that where
0: Santina won? Santina. Santina. Sorry, Santina. My apologies, uh Miss Santina. I'm so sorry to get you confused with your brother.
1: <laughs> Which side note, he's doing great stuff in, in Impact right yes. now, and I freaking love it. I love as, watching as clips of him. It's great.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He, it's just great. It is yes. so good. His theme song is so ridiculous. It's like the whole sixties <laughs> detective. Movie. Yeah, I know, but I love it. Oh uh, but, yeah, so, but yeah I think wasn't that the year that she got inducted to the Hall of Fame as well? Uh two thousand eleven is when she would get inducted. Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so she would get sure. inducted. No,
4: yeah. And she looked healthy there.
1: She oh looked, she looked yeah. glowing. She looked like she was in a better, better place. Um she was arrested I don't know if she was arrested or ticketed a year like a year after that introduction. That introduction to the Hall of Fame. But it was um, a year. Yeah, so uh she but she was doing even after WWE she was still making um she made appearances at a couple of independent shows. Uh uh if I can read here, uh she made an appearance at Dynamite Championship Wrestling's 9 year anniversary event in 2012. ROH. Uh she was the host, she was the host of the event. Uh she made an appearance at Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling uh in Pennsylvania. So, uh and she did do an ROH show in 2008 it looks like. Um, but she had opened a diva school. Uh, well, what? no, so uh, Larry Sweeney, uh, he announced that he opened a diva school and he invited her to be a trainer uh, and she would consider it. I don't think she ever accepted it. Wow, I didn't know that.
0: Huh. Wouldn't you really want to learn, you know, how to manage from Sunny or be a wrestler from Sunny?
3: <laughs> oh no. That would be a big gamble. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Very big gamble.
0: Well, unfortunately, the time that she would get inducted into the Hall of Fame, that's when everything just snowballed even worse. So she would start drinking and getting heavily back into drugs again around that time frame. Did you guys know that she was arrested three days in a row in 2011? Oh, five days was, in a row.
1: No, she was yeah. arrested five times in a four-week span. She- was that for, like, stalking or something like that? Disorderly conduct, uh, burglary, and uh violating protective order. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> yeah. She was really trying to break records there. People be crazy who was she, out there.
3: Who did she hate? I think so it much?
1: was no, I think it was I think it was a protective order from her mother, because her mother back in the nineties, her mother put a, a protective order against yeah. her. Um I because of you. everything. I'll say and which so, person,
0: because there's two that have the string order on her.
1: Well, it was it was her mother, and who's the second one? lady it was like Damien
0: something. His, it was a Damian. Hold on, I it was oh Damien Darling. He was an independent wrestler that she had gone That's back right. with after with after she had broken up with a
3: police officer. That's right. And, I thought think that she's a psycho.
0: No, and she was. I don't know why he stuck <laughs> with her, but like that was the second like restraining order she broke. Like she literally would would go on a binge. And then would literally go stalk her ex-boyfriend. She, he literally had to put her in a string order. And then they started working things out. And then she would go crazy again and actually get arrested, arrested for domestic abuse. She
1: yeah, she was arrested way. a sixth time in 2013 for a protective order. That's where she got arrested for that one.
3: Is it true or not? I, I saw an interview that she, her and Dolph Ziggler had a relationship.
0: It should have been me. It's kidding, that time It should have been me.
3: I remember it was. Uh, I can't remember the guy, but she said like Dolph got a concussion, and she was like they were in the nearby town, and they met up, and I guess she likes guys with blonde hair. I don't know. Dolph Ziggler, Shawn Michaels, Chris Candido.
1: Well, if you think
0: about it, Dolph really looks a lot like Candido, at least when it comes to his in ring style. Probably very
2: similar.
0: So that, thats yeah. I wonder if that actually was true, but she would then spend a hundred days in jail, and then of course, um, WWE during that time frame between that, she would go to rehab. I think at least three or four different times that WWE paid for her to go, and she just nothing clicked for her.
3: That's what uh, Jimmy Havoc did. Uh they offered him uh, some type of uh, rehab center thing but he declined and you know it sucks that uh, some people don't uh, want to get help
0: yeah it's really sad you know
3: it's sad what the wrestling
0: business did to her you know but do you think it was kind of her own fault
1: i mean we all people always say like uh, what's that term I'm looking for? It's, um, it, it Basically, the gist of it is only you can control what you do, um, and you can't put the blame on others for bad mistakes that you make. Um, was there influences for, from professional wrestling that probably maybe? Yeah, absolutely. But ultimately, I think it was Tammy, I mean, especially after getting out of the wrestling limelight, it was up to her to change her life. And, you know, when you get arrested five times in four <laughs> weeks and then you get arrested three more times for DUI, uh, which was happened to her in 2015, um, and then you get arrested again for two more DUIs. Like, I understand you have your vices, but you got to remember it's very hard because you watch interviews with wrestlers growing up in the nineties and, and they say about everything that happened behind the doors, like the drug use, the steroid stuff, you know, vices that they'd have, you know uh, you, you know, it's very hard to break away from that because you fall back to it. It's the only thing, you know, um, and, and it's very hard to break that habit. Um, so I, I think it was a 50, 50. Well, I'd say actually 70, 30, I would contribute to the limelight of pro wrestling and everything and the fame. And 70% of it was Tammy's own demise uh, for herself. Like she just couldn't kick her vices. And I think that's pretty much what led to where she's at now. So. Do you
0: guys want to hear my last Sunny fact before we kind of talk about her, her life in prison that could happen?
1: Yeah. What's your last fact?
0: (laughs) Sonny in the middle of all of her DUIs and assaults would release a porn movie called "Sunny in the Back Door. Oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Sunny signed Up. It was, I think, yeah,
0: wait, yeah, there, I think it was, it was, it was one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> sunny side up. I
4: think it was I the remember. second one. Yeah. Sunny side it's side the high. second one.
1: But uh, people have to remember, like I said, um, well, like, like, Connor said she did play boy. Um, But then also, if anybody remembers Miss Hyatt, uh, Miss Hyatt had a website in like the early 2000s and like Tammy was on there. So like it was even before that, like she was there. But it just amazes me. It's like with all this legal stuff, like that's what you wanted to do. And you know she was getting residuals for it to pay for all her court stuff. Yes. You know, she's like, I got to find a way to pay all this court stuff because I'm an idiot and I can't keep myself out of trouble. Oh, I know what I'll do. I was the hottest downloaded mo- uh, diva back in the day. I'll do an adult video. Okay. <laughs> Good luck with that. You still have your choice to fix your life up outside of that. <laughs> like.
3: Like, like if, how she had take it,
1: your if she would have done
3: it, If she would have done the ahead. if she would have done that that kind of stuff years ago in her prime, she would have made a lot more money, but now
0: <laughs> Oh dude, that's she's make, make, killing an OnlyFans.
3: It's not even worth it now. Oh yeah, she, she does have an OnlyFans. Uh my uncle actually met her. Wait, what? At, at a wrestlecade, cade uh twenty twenty, she uh she, he, he he met her and she uh she gave him like a booklet thing of her OnlyFans. And I guess it was her boyfriend said there's some hot shit or something. I don't know.
0: What the- <laughs> and Then,
3: like, I don't know who the guy was. I guess it was her boyfriend or whatever. And he was handing out <laughs> brochures of her oh OnlyFans. And, oh, my God. And it's one way to get people to know, but.
4: Yeah, Can so only guys- wants to support her new court battle fees. <laughs> Thirty bucks a month, right there,
0: guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys Dude. know she was she was arrested in 2022 for making like terrorist threats? <laughs> Wait, I didn't oh know this God. one. What? Yeah. Uh, so uh, she was arrested on January was 13th uh, in New Jersey for unlawfully possessing possessing a weapon and making terror terroristic threats. Uh, she was booked in the county uh, institute, but released the following day after being ordered to check in weekly with the court. Uh, They stem from an incident in which she allegedly threatened to murder an intimate partner with a pair of scissors.
3: Oh, I I remember that story. That she was gonna. I believe that's the guy that I saw her with. Her, Uh, I think he's a wrestler actually. The guy that uh, she was with, or whoever, she was trying to chop off someone.
1: She was gonna. uh, Yeah, she was going to bobbit it. Give like a uh, a
0: home bisectomy. I,
1: this this is a way too young of a group to know what I'm talking about with Lorraine Bobbitt. Does anybody know what I'm mentioning?
4: <laughs> no. Wasn't she the one that cut it off and threw it on the side of the road? Yeah, so oh back at, yeah. So side story,
1: Lorraine <laughs> This what was, was a big husband? night. He was like a big deal. Her husband was like a big her, deal. Her husband, I guess... Was, Like, perform like was like infidelity like he cheated on her. She found out about it. Chopped his dick off. Took ran from the (laughs) house while driving and threw it out a window while driving. And so she had to go with the police officers to help them find it.
4: Oh my gosh! I think he was
1: a monster,
4: wasn't he?
0: I can't
1: remember. I can't remember. I was such. Yeah. So that's that's why it made me say Lorraine (laughs) pop. All right. Which is another good show since we talk about Dark Side of the Ring, Dark Side of the 90s. Is oh
0: man, one. I'm going to have to go watch that one too. Oh yeah, it's good. Then they do like Dark Side of the 90s, Dark Side of Hip Hop, and like...
1: Dark Side yeah. of Comedy. They do everything now. Oh, it's great. Oh
0: wow. Hey, gotta think the Dark Side of the Ring guys. Shout out to those guys because... Yep. They inspired a whole channel of content for Vice.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: All right, well...
3: I call some friends. people jobs too.
0: That brings us up to last year's incident in November. She would have. Uh, pre- was, to, said, I
1: okay. thought it was March. I, there was
0: one in November, wasn't that? Or that's when she got convicted. Uh, I want to say it was November. That's that's no, in the
1: January. Are you talking about the crash that she's in jail for now? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that happened on March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Ooh, gotcha. Uh, you're talking about she wasn't uh, she wasn't brought in until well August through November, one of those.
0: Yeah, so that's no. what she got. Yeah. Yeah, okay, because November was when they brought her in and was getting ready to convict her, correct?
1: I think so. Uh, well. I don't know, but continue.
0: Anyways, yeah, so she would unfortunately get behind the wheel of a car after having three times the legal limit on her breath. Slam into the back of a parked car, killing a 75 year old grandpa. And unfortunately, right now, she is still sitting in jail waiting for if she's gonna get life in jail or if she's gonna be out in 30 to 60.
1: Yeah, she, her initial bond was $227,500, was her initial bond for that. She if was you... released on that, uh, but the judge deemed her too dangerous and revoked her bond six days, and she returned to jail. Uh, she, so right. just recently, up until recently, August, uh, she August 16th was the most recent one. Uh, she pleaded no contest. So now, like you said, she's waiting to see the charges. And like you said, and someone posted in the comments, she could be facing up to almost 25 years in jail.
0: Kind of sad, isn't it, that one of the... One of the sweetest girls that started in a small town. that was a huge fan of professional wrestling. Joined, destroyed not just her life, but Chris Candido's life as well from for a good chunk of his you know portion of life. So, Sonny, if you know, we hope that you do get better. We hope that this is a you know good place for you to cool down and get your life back in order because we want the we want the girl next door back. We want that. We want the real Tammy, not Sunny.
1: So, two things I, I will say: one, in my eyes, and I hope I get I, I get called out. I hope I get proven wrong on this, but I don't know if Tammy can turn her life around right now. Um, and two, I, I will quote Jim Cornette from the episode that they did on her: uh, that her legacy is a meteoric rise and a meteoric fall. Uh, so, you know, we talk about it, but, like, for me growing up in that era of pro wrestling and, you know, seeing a, a, a woman like Sunny on TV for wrestling, it, it kind of did usher in the idea of a diva, you know, um, because if it wasn't for her, and I'll even credit Sable uh, if it wasn't for them, I, I don't think you'd have this idea of women being main performers on pro wrestling or being brought into the limelight of pro wrestling um, because then you got the introduction of people like Tristatis and Lita and Victoria that came and actually did matches. Um, so you, you really couldn't say that if it wasn't for the jump start of Sunny as the original diva, I would say, I don't think you would have a women's revolution that you would in pro wrestling today.
3: I agree. I agree with that. Very well
0: said. Very well said, Adam. Uh, Mike Connor, do you guys have anything left to say
4: before we wrap things up? She's going to be facing a, a pretty big wall of charges. Florida doesn't mess around. She's on her third strike it's the sun the sun might have said it on that one unfortunately but she could probably she could probably post bond and uh you know she could rack up her subscriptions on OnlyFans. <laughs> sorry i had to throw one more in there <laughs> no that was really good <laughs> um connor what about you any last
3: words I, uh, uh, I do want to i don't know the guy personally but uh the guy that died in the uh, accident, uh, that's really heartbreaking to see a guy, an older guy, just die like that uh, just because someone is on drug, like, have drug issues and alcohol issues. Uh, I uh, i don't know if she will turn it around. It, it's kind of, Even if she does, uh, it she probably will spend the rest of her life in prison if she does change around. Uh, it won't be, we we won't see it if she does, because uh, three, like she's had a lot of DUIs and a lot of uh, stuff over the years. Um, I don't know. Uh, hopefully she'll prove us wrong, but uh, it's going to be a uh, rocky road. Like I said in the uh, video package, it's going to be a rocky road for her.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, guys, that
0: is going to do it on our episode for Sonny, Tammy Sitch. Uh, We'd like to thank everybody for checking us out on the All Elite Zone podcast. Uh, If this is your first time watching, make sure you guys hit the bell down below and hit subscribe. Uh, We do weekly watch-alongs to Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. We also do Talking Elite here every Thursday, and we have our other talk show, AEZ Canada, every Saturday. So we have a lot of great content. We're doing a lot of great episodes. Next week, Woo! We are going to have a fun episode talking about something that Dark Side of the Ring has not covered yet. Uh, we are going to be talking about Ted DiBiase Jr. Adam came up with the idea, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited for this one because you know I remember watching him briefly when I first got into wrestling and talk about the DiBiase family. We'll talk about both him and his dad, so it's going to be a very fun episode. I cannot wait to get into that one.
3: Yeah, I'm very excited. Is... A... Go ahead, Connor. Oh, I was going to say, I can't believe we got a topic that I'm actually involved in. Dark side of uh, <laughs> and I'm actually involved in that. Yeah, so uh,
1: <laughs> it's going to get personal. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I was going to say I'm very excited just because I actually not only watched Ted DiBiase Jr. when he debuted, but I remember his dad. <laughs> you know, like I remember watching his dad as a kid. Yeah, yeah. So it's like everyone's got a price and Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biasi. Like, remember growing up watching him? So it's going to be an exciting episode to talk about.
0: I'm super excited for that one. Thank you, Adam, for coming up with the idea. I'm going to announce episode three tonight as well. Episode three. And I got the idea from our conversation um, talking about Sonny during the Attitude Era. We're going to talk Dark Side of the Attitude Era. We're going to talk about everything from some of the things that happened backstage to a lot of the issues. We're going to get revisit some of the stuff probably from back from the Iron Sheik episode. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited for that one as well. So we got two big shows coming back to back for you guys for the all lead zone. It's going to be awesome. Um, Connor, do you have any announcements that are coming up? Any interviews? Uh,
3: not any new ones, but, uh, we announced it on the uh, live reaction that a uh, former TNA star, former WWE star, uh, NWA star, I guess you'd say, uh, the Pope, uh, Elijah Burke in WWE, uh, he will be on here October 4th, an hour before Dynamite, uh, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so if you guys have any questions would like to ask him, he'll answer them. Please keep him uh, wrestling related in PG. Uh, we, uh, don't want any, uh, guests never want to come back on here. So please, uh, keep it, uh, wrestling related and PG like, uh, if you can, uh, but yeah, if you guys just want to watch, uh, you're free to do so. But, uh, yeah, that's the only, uh, special guest, uh, announcements that I have so far. Oh man. So we got a lot of fun coming up
0: here very shortly. So, Um, Thank you, everyone, for making uh, Talking Elite my favorite day of the week on Thursday. So you guys have been great tonight. Um, We hope that Sonny does change her life around. And we'll see you guys next week for Talking Elite, all on the Million Dollar Man Jr., Ted DiBiase Jr. If there's nothing left to be said, I think it's time for Adam's Famous Words. And as always, everybody, good night.